Welcome to Seeing Red, the pod, episode 34, where we always discuss the latest Nebraska issues. I'm Stephanie, and here with me today are my co-hosts, April and Melody. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hey. Are you guys having big, huge Thanksgiving Day celebrations at your grandma's house? (laughs) No. Ixnay on the Thanksgiving Day. No. What? Yeah. (laughs) Only with people in my household. Same. It is, it is really hard. It is, it was a hard decision. It wasn't a hard decision. It was an easy decision. It is hard in the implementation. Yeah. Actually not see your family on Thanksgiving. It's very sad. And I worry about the families where they might have uh, people in their family that live by themselves and don't get to see a lot of people. Cause I yeah. know that, you know. Yeah. My mother-in-law, she was the only person we were going to have over because we do have some contact with her, even though she's high risk because I take care of her pills and stuff like that. I still haven't figured out how yeah. I'm going to do that, but she's not going to be able to come over for Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why can't she come over for Thanksgiving, April? Well, um, my son tested positive this week and he doesn't go anywhere except school. I don't let him in the stores. If I mm-hmm. go to the store and he's there, he stays in the car with his big sister and he doesn't even go to the libraries anymore. Like I would go in and get books, but, mm-hmm. uh, the rest of us got tested and we're all negative. So so why did you have him tested? Can you walk through because oh as God. Yes, it's a raging, like yes. more people are going to be facing what you faced and can you yeah. maybe just tell us like what happened from start to, you know, a few days after the positive result? Yeah. And to speak to what you just said about more and more people, um, we got all of our results on Wednesday and then quick had to go into scheduling tests and quarantining mode. Um, the next day, um, my friend's dad tested positive and he had watched her children. So I taught her <laughs> some things on how to do this. And then the day after, and then today, another friend isn't feeling well and needs to get tested. Totally different friend, totally different <sighs> family. It's just, and this is all in Lincoln in three or four days. We um, have a writer for Seeing Red. 12 yeah. people in her family have COVID. Yeah. Um, so for my son, um, it was just real mild, um, we'll just say tummy uh, troubles. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was a Sunday and like, it wasn't t- until the day was kind of getting long that I was like, you know, this isn't going all day and it could be a sign. And I was like, okay, um, it's like five, we'll go to urgent care. And I looked up the urgent care uh, that I like to go to and they um, they stopped, they closed at four on Sundays. And I was like, crud. I had just with a worry this summer been tested at Brian drive-thru. So I was like, okay, I'll go back there. I called the scheduling line. They do not work on Sundays. It's like the one day they take off. April, where did you find all these phone numbers? 
Yeah, I had to Google it all. And it's not even that easy to find. Oh my God. Because especially because they really want you to do it online. So they really want you to have like a MyChart account and all that. So I was like, well, um, another friend mentioned that the actual Brian urgent care is open later. So I called and I got an appointment for him. That, well, not an appointment, but I walked in for him that night. And um, of course I had to pay an urgent care copay and all of that, but they will test. Um, he had a symptom, only one. And so they were like, you know, he doesn't really fit the criteria. You can test him or not, but if you test him, he has to stay home. And I was like, just do it. I'll feel better. Cause again, we were going to try to have just grandma over for Thanksgiving. And we had, it took us like two and a half days and we got the results and um, he was positive. And um, well, let me just, let me walk it back for a sec. So you found it nearly impossible to find testing information. You showed up for testing and they were somewhat discouraging that he should even get a test and were kind of, sounds like they were maybe encouraging. Not discouraging, you. but just like, they didn't think he probably had it and okay. they were trying to probably save me some trouble. I don't know. Okay. And then there was a two to three day where you didn't know anything, but also like in the back of your head, you knew that medical professionals had kind of downplayed the symptoms for three days. No, I didn't feel like that. Oh, no. okay. Okay. I just felt okay. like it wasn't required. And that, that's what I found really interesting once I found out he was positive I, only because I thought what if I hadn't chosen to that yeah. kid has been had zero symptoms since that day not a single symptom since that one Sunday and so it surprises me that he's positive um I did actually when the hospital kind of called me um I was like is it are there false positives and they're like they're very rare with this test it's not the 15 minute test and um, yeah, and I was like, okay. Um, and the reason I was questioning it too is because then, so then we had to lock down. I got a hold of my husband, thankfully, and he had just pulled into the parking lot at work. And I was like, don't go in there. <laughs> and I told him, he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, you call him and you tell him I'm going back home. Um, luckily, they were able to set him up to work from home. Um, but um, the problem is, and this word gets all tricky, like everyone gets confused about the quarantine, right? Yeah. Um, if you are positive, they have kind of like a, okay, we know you had it on this date. You can't be infecting others after 10 days from then. So the positive person has a 10 day isolation. Problem is everyone else that you came into contact with has to immediately start a 14-day quarantine. Ugh. Slightly different than isolation. You don't have to be, you know, you can be at home maybe with other family members. Um, however, when you can't isolate from the positive person, aka a small child, um, you can't start your 14 days until after their 10th day because they could in theory still infect you up until that 10th day. And so then, 
so my own quarantine is actually um, 24 days. And that is for one kid who I chose to get tested immediately, got test results in two days, and I'm still um, have 24 days. And I'm going to be just a couple days over, missing just a little bit over um, the 10 CARES Act days. Um, And then what happens, so you've got two different employers. um, Were the policies aligned in how they're going to pay people? Are they different? My husband, so here's the thing, the three of us, uh, the rest of us all tested negative. Um, We got tested the next day. Um, We all tested negative. We could turn positive later. We don't know. Um, So there's still that worry. Um, so we still can't leave or anything. Um, but my son will be clear in like a few more days and he'll be able to go back to school. I just won't be able to drop him off at the door or wait down there um, for him after school. So oh, the policy. How does it so work with like the. I don't um, know. The policies are federal. So, but they were confused. Um, my employer knew the 24 day thing. The other employee tried to tell him 14 days. And I was like, no, 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 no. They're assuming you've isolated from him and you can't. So the health department contacted them and told them. As far as pay stuff goes, the CARES Act, if you are, um, if you are caring for a child in quarantine, which would have been my first couple of days, you only get paid two thirds of your pay. But then if you are exposed to a positive person, which then a couple of days later I found out I was, then you get 100% pay. And that, is so, that kind of like, so when you say the CARES Act, is, is, that, is that like where, um, you know, there's some sort of governmental policy that says employers, whether they want to or not, are required to pay you to quarantine? Yes. Is that and, okay? Okay. But only so it's up not to like 10 the days. federal government paying you. It's the federal government telling your employer they have to pay you. Yes, and that's only Got up it. to 10 days. So if one of us gets positive, we get to start this all over again. Hmm. Or if I get oh, this, fun. if I get exposed next month, or I get, ex, you know, or my son get, or my daughter gets exposed somewhere next spring, whatever, it all can happen again. Um, this, the CARES Act is the extremely watered down federal um, policy that was passed when the federal GOP, national GOP, whatever, in the Senate blocked everything good. <laughs> there, it expires at the end of December though. There's some hope that maybe the new administration and the new um, Senate can get some stuff passed. Anyways, that's the crazy part. And then the other crazy part is that you, um, as you probably saw on the news, they are incredibly behind on contract ch- tracing. And they um, admitted they screwed up. They don't have enough contact tracers. And they're like 2,000 people behind or 2,000 calls behind or something. I don't, I don't know that detail, but that's crazy. And um, I actually did get a call from a contact tracer, but it was later that same day that DHHS came out and I know this for a fact saw it shared by Ali Khan, and then the governor talked about it, that now everyone has to do their own contract tracing. 
So what does that mean? Let's hope people call you if you were exposed to them and let's hope they give you accurate information. And so I did, like I had to talk to our sitter who had been around Oliver in the 48 hours before his symptoms. And so now she's quarantining for 14 days and she won't be spending Thanksgiving with her family. So. Well, that is, um, I appreciate you telling your story. Is it weird to be interviewed on your own podcast? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. But, you know, the teacher in me is used to talking. (laughs) I I do a lot of bird walks. (laughs) I worked at the election. I went to go get a COVID test because, you know, being around seven, eight hundred of your neighbors, uh, in a raging red zone pandemic was a little intimidating and I found it impossible to figure out the testing situation. It just it is. is so confusing. And as Nebraska, I don't trust them at all. They're mm-hmm. from the very beginning. They were, they're just some tech bro Utah startup and they have failed at meeting every single metric that they promised they'd meet. There has been scandal about their labs not being able to process all the tests. They are, they just don't seem like competent medical professionals. And we have really good, competent medical professionals. And I wanted to use them. And I found it so hard to get a test. And I ended up in an urgent care that wasn't on my city's website uh, here in Lincoln. And I actually ended up emailing the city and said, you know, you need to you need to have all the places that do COVID. All of them need to be in a place where I can it's find. It's so weird. Cause even, oh my gosh, even this. So on when DHHS announced that they were not doing the contact tracing, that you had to do your own, they posted some resources. Um, and Dr. Ali Khan shared them, and they're from the Nebraska Association of um, County Health Directors. And I was trying to help the sitter. And so there's a calculator. You put in the date that they were exposed and then um, it will tell you when you're clear. I put in that she was exposed on this date and it there's an error. It put, she would be clear by 11-3. She wasn't even <laughs> exposed on 11-3. It's supposed to say 12-3. The calculator doesn't work right. I emailed no, them. I was like, Nebraska? you need to make this right right now. <laughs> Nebraska make that calculator? Who made that? What is happening? I don't know. And as you said, today, you know, I'm trying to help a friend who needs to get tested. And I was like, I really recommend Brian. Yeah, me too. I have to say. Yeah, I know you've been tested there. I said, I really recommend Brian. They actually are set up in an old Graham tire um, right in the center of town so that it's like a little bit protected from the elements for their people, which is great. And they um and then this friend was like well is it free and I was like you know I don't know (laughs) does your insurance cover it I know this person has insurance and she didn't know so then she was like well maybe I'll go to test Nebraska because I can just walk up and I'm like no you still have to make an appointment and it's just a deal you have to register you have to make an appointment that appointment will not be same day it'll be one to two days out and then you have to wait two to however many days you know to get your results back and meanwhile, all that time you're not at home and you haven't actually 
that appointment thing is nuts, especially because like when I called appointments were running four days behind or no, maybe it was, I tried to go on Friday and they couldn't get me until Tuesday. So yeah, it was four days. But meanwhile, I needed to have a nanny come on Monday. So I could not wait. So I went to an urgent care and got billed for an appointment. The yep. test was covered by insurance, but the appointment was not. Did they do a 15 minute quick rapid test for you? No, they, they did a full. And you still got it the days. next day, the result? No, I got it on Sunday. Oh. So, so it was two days. But See, it was, so then Monday I could have a sitter, but that doesn't work if I have to wait till Tuesday to get a test. Yeah. I mean, what kind of person just is like, well, I have all the time in the world to do whatever well, on anybody's schedule. Like, there's other people that are working in your life. Yeah. So even then I had like an online account for Brian. So I signed myself up and then I was like, oh, I'm going to have to call for my husband and my daughter. So I called and I said, can you actually schedule us all at the same time? And I had scheduled myself the first day available. This was like, was two days out. And she said, oh yeah, I can get you all in tomorrow. Over the phone, they can do you the next day. But on your online, you have to schedule out two days. I was, oh my God. Yeah. And so then this poor friend, it's another Sunday and she's trying to get a test and it's the whole Sunday loophole again too. Uh, anyways, it's a nightmare. What I'm saying everybody is you don't want to do this. We're wearing N95 masks in KN95 masks in my own house. And I'm like nervous, but still snuggling my own child. And I have, we have a few more days. We're going to, we're going to stop wearing masks once it's 10th day is up and just see what happens after that. But this is crazy. Um, I know at least two other people that were, that were positive this week and another one who's like an official long hauler. These are all in Lincoln and the long hauler is my age and their body is totally different now. And I'm so worried. Yeah, the son of my middle school band teacher is dying of COVID, and he is mm. like 38-ish. One of the contributors on Seeing Red, he knows, he mentioned he knew like four people this week that died of COVID. So we are now at the point where everybody knows somebody that is severely impacted. Well, I thought about Stephanie, that. Stephanie, what's going on? Um, do you have any COVID comments? It's a very COVID-y holiday for everyone. So um, I did take my little one to get tested for the first time. And uh, there were fantastic nurses there. I was kind of bothered that like 50% of all the people that were at the testing facility were like middle-aged women. The lady that was like greeting everyone in her hazmat suit, if you will, I mean, she had to have been like 65 or 70. I just couldn't believe it. Wow. Uh, can you, what about Stephanie? You have a daughter that lives out of town. I have a daughter who I think she just got tested for the 20th time. She works at a retirement community and they're tested regularly. They'll regularly test the entire facility, all the employees, and all the residents at the same time. So she actually just recently found out that a coworker um, is positive that she works with. And she was like, we can't not come to work. 
because they do all the food service for the people there. But who, when was the last time you saw her? Uh, in the end of September, or the beginning of September, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And when do you think you're going to see her again? Uh, maybe next August. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, we might try to just all quarantine, except for she can't quarantine. And I always worry about anything getting to the people that she works with because it's a really uh, sensitive population. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they have managed to have no cases there in the middle of Seattle in a pandemic. And it's November. Because so, I just know that there are people out there and I know they're feeling pressure from their family and they're, they're feeling pressure that like, how, why would you pick, why wouldn't you trust your family? You can trust us. You can believe in us. You know that we've been so careful and like people are causing a lot of like shame and guilt on individuals who are thinking they're not going to come to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nobody was more careful than us. My mm -hmm. son is excellent about wearing his mask. When I had to tell his teachers that he was positive, they were like, well, at least he's really good about wearing his mask and washing his hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope they don't get it. And he's only like the second case at his school. Official. Wow. So he doesn't go anywhere. So somebody else there has it. And that other case was a long time ago. Um, he and I was so um, worried about everyone else we gave it to. But the truth of the matter is, like, I'm doing it the other way around. I am trying to scare the living crap out of all of my family. <laughs> and I'm, I'm serious. Get I'm trying to scare the living crap out of all of them into not getting together they are not all listening but i am guilting the other way because i'm not having it and i yeah. confronted mask people anti-maskers at stores before but i am livid they ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> the day before his test i was at natural grocers and it doesn't really matter to national grocers because it happens at all the stores i've been to but i was just the one right before his test I was at the store and the entire family, mom and like multiple children are coming down my aisle with no masks on. And I stopped behind my cart and I said, hey, you don't have any masks on. And the mom goes, eh, and like waved it off and started coming towards me again. And I was like, no, I said, it is not safe for me. And then I got the heck out of there and went clear across the store. I was like, freaking out. I had to find something else. I abandoned what I was going to buy over there. I didn't buy it. And I was like, this is so stupid. I should have never come to the store. And it made me more angry than at the beginning of the pandemic when we were like, oh my God, we need a mask mandate. We need a mask mandate. Because when that mask mandate dropped down, I actually think more people were wearing masks then than are now. Because I could finally, was like, okay, I can go to the store now. I can go to Target. Like there was stuff I needed to do at Target. And I was like, I'm not going in there until there's a mask mandate. And now every store I go into that I had gone into in the last month, I would see one or a couple parents with young babies. They were baby wearing, not wearing a mask, all kinds of craziness. This family 
I said to the a worker who helped me find my other thing, I said, there's a whole family unmasked over there. And I've done this before and they never do anything, but I do it anyway. And she says, well, there's nothing we can do. And I was like, well, sure you could. And she they said, would do something if I came in without a top on. And I said, well, she goes, I'm not going to, she goes, I'm not going to cause a confrontation with create somebody who'd be crazy. And I was like, well, I don't know. Whole Foods has someone who sits at the door and hands you a mask. So it's Costco. And she so just shrugged we, her shoulders. Can we talk about too, like, but there's no teeth to the mandate. And she's Here's right. the like, problem with the no teeth to the mandate. Right. I think that part doesn't even matter. You know why people are terrified to interact with anti-maskers? They are afraid they are armed. Mm-hmm. Because we have not dealt with our gun problem in this country. <laughs> That's true. And that is so true. Is afraid that these shoppers are armed and they are going to lose their goddamn mind. Like mm-hmm. that guy in Bellevue this weekend. He got arrested for breaking the law and then um, with some sort of like identity theft thing is what he was accused of. Got arrested. They found guns on him when he got arrested. And then he came back and he killed two people and shot two other people. And like blew up a firework truck or something. The details are still coming out on that one. But exactly what happened. But definitely two people are dead. They'll never be alive. Because we have a gun problem in this country. Mm -hmm. And people feel like when they accuse people of breaking the law, that person might kill them. And they're right. They might kill them. Because we haven't dealt with our gun problem. And the same people who are anti-mask are the same people pushing guns everywhere we go mm-hmm. and they're also the same people who are fine with police killing kenneth jones because he didn't do what he was asked to do by the police that's not a reason to kill someone no no maybe that's a reason you get arrested <laughs> maybe that's a reason you are <laughs> detained for a period of time you are legally obligated to do what the police tell you um but that doesn't mean you should die that's not that's excessive you don't get killed for just not doing what you're told so these are all the same people like pushing racist police practices pushing totally bananas gun policy while also going well if this guy didn't do what he was told and he was armed then of course everyone was in danger but you're not in danger if i don't wear a mask and i'm armed because i'm nice and white like, I can't, I just, I can't, but it's all the same problem that we have not been dealing with for decades. So maybe we'll start dealing with it. I don't know. Oh, this is, it's gross. And I think I read the other- about the hero of the COVID anti-mask movement? Like the hero who's like taking them down? We did not. We could know tell what we're talking about. Tell us. Uh, Karina Montanez, waitress <laughs> yeah. at DJ's dugout. Yes. Debbie, do you want to tell a, about that? From what I read, she, 25-year-old waitress, was at the, I don't know, election party for Rita Sanders. Is that correct? Yeah, she was just working. Yep. And Pete Ricketts was there and just chatting it up with folks without a mask on. At DJ's dugout, is that what it's called? At yeah. a restaurant, 
everybody breathing all over each other during a pandemic. He was holding a baby. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. There were children there. Yeah, she posted and then uh, went viral after seeing Reddit shared the post. Mm -hmm. And it has now been in Washington Post, CNN, like every major national news outlet has covered that story. People are throwing money at her on Cash App and Venmo. I hope so. And Senator Carol Blood. Senator Carol Blood was like calling out Pete Ricketts and you know on Twitter and was like, "You're gonna help her get her job back." And um, someone said, "Nah, she needs a better one." And Blood said, "Yeah, I'm working on it." So I look forward to that. Uh, Carol Blood is a Carol Blood is a real gem. She's fantastic. On her post, where we finally finally found out that um, all the ballots were counted in Sarpy County and that Carol Blood won. And the the last part of her post was, "We were outspent five to one, and we still won." How do you like those apples? And I, I love Carol Blood. She's fantastic. I'm so glad she is she she is a really good example of what progressivism can look like when you want to win at the electoral level Mm -hmm. she is incredibly progressive but the way that she does it is different than when you live in a um when you live like let's say there's neighborhoods in Omaha like the Dundee area where Senator Megan Hunt lived she can be progressive in a different way because of what the voters look like where she mm-hmm. lives but Carol Blood is wildly progressive and I know sometimes the progressive movement counts her out but she is incredibly progressive but she does it in a way she is savvy and she's intelligent and mm-hmm. she does it in a way that brings people with her and keep her in office and i've just been really impressed by her savviness over the years watching her and she's been on the bellevue city council for a long time she was and as a woman in a military Mm -hmm. district and she you know her constituency she's constantly i made some phone calls for her and you could see in the voter file she calls people in her district to check in like Every, every single one got like four calls a year or something wild. I mean, it was wild how often she called her constituents. My senator, I mean, she was in for eight years. I think she never called me unprompted, never. No, and I love that she's like a senator, like you could legitimately call her with a problem and she would fix it. Mm-hmm. In this case, no one called her. She just read about it and she's trying to help fix it. I hope she's successful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm excited. It took this long for the ballots to be counted in Bellevue. So we didn't know the race was very close, but she has finally wins. So the count is over and that just happened. Um, today we're recording on Sunday, November 22nd, and it happened Saturday, the 21st. Like three weeks after the election. So um, that race took a good long time to count because of COVID and the entire election commission was out of office. Um, So, you know, don't go to Thanksgiving with your family. It impacts everyone. Yep. Um, Even 
the World Herald. <laughs> there are three oh. groups that are all calling for a mask mandate. We have the State Teachers Union in connection with UNMC have um, been begging the governor to pass a mask mandate and um, the State Board of Ed asking them to do the same. And um, we, the, the State Board of Ed will meet later this month. Um, so we don't know how they'll vote, but that's what um, the president of the union is trying to get. And then on even the thinking World Herald who came out against a mask mandate months ago is reversing position. Four months too late. I would like to just give a hearty, hearty fuck you to the <laughs> Omaha World Herald. And the fact they came out against a mask mandate, they were part of the problem nationwide mm -hmm. of politicizing public health. They were part of the problem. And I hope seeing what has actually happened in their readership area, the Omaha Metro, I hope they feel like total the assholes that they are for what they did mm -hmm. the part that they played and, and they came out early on saying like it's okay to be against doctors because if you read an article or saw something on youtube maybe you are more expertise than a doctor well fuck you the Omaha World Herald, yeah. <laughs> and fuck you to all the anti-maskers, <laughs> and fuck you to anyone going to Thanksgiving with your families. Yep. Like, I believe if you yep. posting on Thanksgiving family photos, I fuck you because <laughs> I can't. That's right. Can't. And yeah. you can get it even if you're wearing a mask. Yep. When it's this crazy, that's how my family got it. We're always wearing masks, always. And yep. we're limiting everything, but it's so bad right now. So yeah, if you go, you're a jerk. And then you send your kids to school. <laughs> yep. You send your grandma has to go to the doctor. And all of that. It's no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And you know, someone pointed out and said, Well, maybe the World Herald shouldn't have told everyone to vote for Pete Ricketts for governor. Mm -hmm. You know what? We maybe knew from too. the beginning that Pete Ricketts is all about money, and that is all he gives a shit about. And he doesn't give a shit about you or me or any plebs. And he doesn't give a shit about health. He doesn't. And he and so now he's going to be term limited. And the person who's announced in the race who wants to run um, is another billionaire dumbass. Yeah. Who probably doesn't want to live in Lincoln either and doesn't want to govern. And we're not having another billionaire megalomaniac. We're not doing it. I'm so happy to see the youth leftist movement, by the way. Like, I want to see more happening across the state, uh, but it is happening in Omaha, and I hope people are really inspired. I know on our Instagram, the Seeing Red Instagram, we share, <laughs> we're basically just constantly sharing what's happening with the radical left youth movement. And we're so, so proud of everyone, and we are happy to amplify you and bring you on the pod and publish your work and we just love you and we're so proud of you and we hope that this is sustained and it it happens in community level change all the way up to electoral change because we're going to need all the different angles of mm -hmm. the left and i'm i'm so happy it's 
amazing. It was amazing after Kenneth Jones was uh, killed by police. They just activated immediately because they're organized now. There's an organized mm -hmm. resistance and I'm in Omaha and in Lincoln. It got really organized this summer and in across the state of Nebraska, there's a lot going on. And Stephanie, we, you and I both listened to a podcast from Harvard, Nebraska, where the only black person in the town was interviewed for a new podcast called Resistance. Have you listened to it, April? No. Well, Stephanie really and I have, and it is amazing. And we just need more and more and more of that across the state and raising up those voices. And that's how we're going to get out of this. But in the short, in the short view, stay the fuck home and tell your family you're not going to come because you're not right. an asshole. If you're listening to this podcast, you are not an asshole. So stay the fuck home. Oh, yes. oh please. I have another friend who's whose um, sibling, I'm trying to keep this as generic as possible, sibling was going to come and have Thanksgiving with their mother. And the, my friend had said, no, no. And he said, well, just respect my wish, you know, my decisions and I'll respect yours. And then lo and behold, this week, he wasn't going to stay with his mother. He was going to stay with a friend. And this friend's spouse now has COVID. So now they can't stay there. So he asked his elderly mother, can I stay with you? <sighs> and thank God she said, no, I'm not comfortable. So now oh. the whole Thanksgiving is off. This is just, it's just stay home. Much. Stay home. So let's wrap this up. How about with uh, what you're going to do at home? We are going to, I have ordered a meal that I do not have to go inside to get from Hy-Vee because that's how I roll. Uh, I make my gluten-free desserts and some have some gluten-free stuffing, but um, I'm not, I want to eat. I don't want to cook all day. I don't usually have that much time off. And we're going to try playing charades on Zoom Yay. because it turns out my son loves charades. Aww. What about you? Uh, I'm just having dinner with uh, two people that live at my house. And what are you having? Are you cooking? Are you yeah, I'm cooking? I'm cooking. I like cooking. What are you cooking? Uh, you know, the usual turkey, mashed potatoes, apple pie. Ooh, apple. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna put some caramel on that? No. Mm. I just like regular apple pie. We're just gonna instead of you know, Thanksgiving you usually get to have four desserts. Well, there's three people here. We can't have four desserts. That's ridiculous, you know? <laughs> and so we're just going to, every like 10 days, make a new dessert for like the next six weeks. So, you know, we're going to do apple pie. And then the next week we're going to do blueberry pie. And Shelby wants to put like planets on it. And then we'll have cheesecake the next week. And then I think we'll, have, you know, all the good stuff. <laughs> what about you, Melody? So I am trying a restaurant I haven't tried before. It's in Lincoln called Granny Weeds. Mm -hmm. And it's a Black-owned, Southern, soul mm -hmm. food. And I, I'm Southern. My family is all from the South. And so, like, we're going to be eating greens and mac and cheese and a smoked turkey. And, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I got the <laughs> spiced cherry apple pie. And I got a sweet potato pie. Um, cornbread, just all the things. And then 
because I just love them, I'm also going to make sweet potatoes with um, the recipe I found doesn't have marshmallows, but it does have a lot of brown sugar and pecans on it. So mm-hmm. do that. And then also I love homemade cranberry sauce. So I'll make yes. homemade cranberry sauce. And yeah, I mean, I think I ordered enough food for dessert. <laughs> So There's you'll just eat for like four days. One of us is a toddler. <laughs> but uh, we'll be eating Thanksgiving for uh, through Sunday at the, late, at the earliest. Perhaps the rest of the week. Um, <laughs> that's fine. So, you know, we'll be having cold turkey cranberry stuffing sandwiches, you know, for, on Monday for lunch and stuff like that. Yes, it will be that fun. is the best. You do yes, that too. Stuffing and turkey and cranberry sauce. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It is so good. If you post it's bread, it's so funny to put bread stuffing on bread, but it doesn't matter. It's so good. Anything you can put mashed potatoes on it. It's fine. It's just it's fine. There's no leftover so, mashed potatoes in our house. We love them. I spent more money than I would normally spend on dinner for our family, but mm-hmm. you know, I just. We deserve it. We deserve it. This year sucked so much and we deserve it. It's also my husband's birthday this week. And so he has asked for, and I quote, an obscene amount of sushi. Interesting. <laughs> Which bothers me because I'm like, I don't like to waste. And I'm like, how do you save sushi? How can you, you save sushi? You but can't. You have to throw sushi. it away. You die the next day. Don't eat it. Don't even eat day old sushi. <laughs> I don't want I'm not gonna get sick. Mm-mm. Only thing yeah, you could eat old would be like the rolls that just have like cream cheese in them and like sure. vegetables. But no, anything with fish, no, no, you can't eat that next day. <laughs> don't do it. You'll die. Don't do it. So he's we probably need you a moderate amount of sushi. <laughs> All right. And so and your husband's birthday is tomorrow. Um any thoughts on COVID birthday? What are you doing for your husband? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I made him a painting. I can tell you right here. It's a dragon. Because he's a nerd. A watercolor (laughs) dragon? Yeah. It's cool. (laughs) All right. It's cool. Sounds good. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe, listeners. Don't be an asshole. Tell your family to fuck off and don't go. You can see them next year. Not this year. You can see them in the spring in the Great Thaw. You've been listening to Seeing Red Nebraska, Politics from the Left. Seeing Red is a group blog edited by citizen volunteers and entirely devoted to Nebraska politics. You can support us on Patreon with a $5, $10, or $20 a month donation. Be sure to check us out at seeingrednebraska.com and on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at seeingredne or contact us via email at seeingredne at protonmail.com.